Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between. I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am delighted, and I don't use that word lightly, y'all. I know it sounds exaggerated, but I really mean it when I say I'm delighted um, to welcome my friend Sasha, Sasha Kirkman Hood. We'll give you the full name um, onto the show today, and I'll I'll tell you a little bit about her and our relationship. Um, but first, just thank you so much for being here, Sasha. So much my pleasure. I think we've been talking about this for a while. I'm so I know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is, as I was sharing before we hit record this, like just having this conversation with you, um, I just feel like, ah, like my body is so relaxed and, um, I'm, I feel so like curious you and I haven't talked. It's been, I don't know. We saw each other a couple months ago, maybe, but yeah. it's been, a, it's been a minute and, um, you know, so it, I, I just, this is so in line with, um, what I am really just expanding into in my podcast. I'm like, I'm just here to have the conversations that I want and everybody else gets to benefit. For sure. I was going to say, we saw each other. I think it was early December and yeah. since then, you live in Southern California. I live in Northern California, right. but since then you've had the coldest, rainiest winter in California of my entire life. I was born and raised in Northern California and, um, it's been an insanely yeah. like dark, desolate. Yeah. This is just like, at this point it's rude. I, yeah. Every day I'm like, is it, it's still winter. It's so cold in here. Yeah. We are not equipped. I don't know about your house, but like for us, I'm like, you know, we live in this condo and it's lovely, but I'm like, these heaters are not made for this. No. And the windows are not insulated. Anyway, that's for another show, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, it's a, it's a long, dark, rainy, wet California winter. <laughs> Here we are, winter 2022-2023. Well, um, okay, so before we just uh, jump in and see whatever uh, we're meant to talk about today, I can't wait. I can't wait to find out. Um, I, yeah, I just want to tell my listeners about, uh, yeah, how we met. So um, for for all y'all listeners out there, I met um, Sasha back at, back at One Taste. So where I learned orgasmic meditation, you've probably, if you've been listening to this for a while, uh, you've probably heard me mention that many times, a practice that completely uh, shifted my whole life, my relationship to my body and my feminine and my desire. And um, yeah, I met Sasha originally through One Taste, um, got in this, uh, actually, you were my pod leader, right? That's how we originally met. 
<laughs> um, so Sasha was my pod leader. Um, you know, basically like she was supporting me to get ready for this, uh, really deep, uh, women's retreat. It was sort of like a week long experience, but, uh, really it's more like, I mean, gosh, I was probably more like a four or five month experience of like getting ready to go into the work and then actually having the experience and coming out of it. And it was, um, really one of the most like formative experiences for me on my path of just like coming into the woman that I, um, that I am. And, uh, Sasha is, um, well, okay. You can just know she's a relationship coach, right? You won't be surprised by that. Um, she's also a midwife. She's a mom to an amazing son named Alma and, um, a wife to Moritz, who's also amazing. And, um, Sasha for me, um, let me just slow down here. Sasha represents, um, just like absolute, uh, curiosity in right and rightness in like every moment of life. Like the way that I, uh, I'm going to speak directly to you now, the way that I experience you, Sasha, is that you're like, Oh, you get into these different spots, right? We all have challenges, but your, your, um, your like special magic is like you get into a spot and you're like, okay, let me, uh, let me just take a look around here. Okay. Like, how do we get here? What's happening? And like, wait, could I, could I get off here? Is there like, what's here? You know, (laughs) you just have so much approval for every single um, location on the feminine map. And that I I just love watching you, you know, because of that. And um, yeah, you're just, you're super witchy. And, um, so that's, you know, that's sort of what has me get excited about our conversation today. Oh, I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I love, I love hearing what another woman sees about me. Mm -hmm. It's always just like, it's a beautiful kind of like, uh, window into like what is illuminated when I'm outward facing in the world. And so much of my, my work, which is so navigated by my internal state is about, um, being with what is, and also like letting my desire really guide me. And that's a really complicated sentence. Actually, of course, I know a lot of your listeners are familiar with desire and connected to knowing themselves, but I love that your podcast is called any way you want it, because I think for most women, we haven't used the word desire for our whole lives to mean what people like you and I, who have been on the feminine path for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, to know what desire is, you know, there's so much more to desire than, um, meets the eye. When we think about like, I have desire for a latte, right. That's a different, that's a different category. And so I love the word want, because I think that's easier for us to grapple with. And I just love that you use that. Um, as the title of the podcast is so beautiful. Yeah, it's, that's it. And you know, that's actually something I've been sitting with recently, like kind of, um, because the word it's like the word desire in the world, I think is like misused. And then like, there's like desires, there's dreams, there's fantasy, there's, you know what I mean? There's all of these, um, there's all these, there's all of these words. And I, I think like, um, words just represent an energy, 
you know? And so it's something I've definitely, I've been like, whoa, okay. There's wanting, there's desire. What's the difference? Is something you want a desire? You know, I'm just like sitting with that. I'm curious to hear, um, you know, you've been on this path for so long, how you work with, you know, work with all of that desire, fantasy, wanting things, what's true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of when I'm supporting women or um, couples, my husband and I work together with couples when, when I'm, and oftentimes we work together with couples and they have sessions with both of us. And then I work separately. If it's a man and a woman in the, in the partnership, I work separately with the woman. He works separately with the man. It's not all hetero couples, but yeah. um, to be short here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I then like one of the things I work on with women and actually one of my one of my loves is working with desire with women. And the first thing we have to do is learn how to listen to it. And that's yeah. I think something that a lot of us just skip over that most women, if you say, well, what do you want? Or like, tell me what your desires are, especially if her partner is saying like, yeah. well, what do you want? Like, where do you want to go to dinner? You know, most of us are like, I don't think, yeah. you know, like I, like, we don't know. And so many women, when they're learning themselves and they're like, Oh, I want to do feminine work. I want to have what I see my friend Kaylin having, like, I want that in my life. Um, they, they don't know where to begin because they don't know how to listen to desire. And so like, that's the first thing is, is, you know, a lot of my work is very somatic. Of course I have this background in orgasmic meditation. I've been practicing orgasmic meditation for 14 years now. Um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so um, grateful to be practicing it in my marriage. It's still a tool that we use um, regularly, really powerful, when we're not communicating well, which is hilarious because we're communication coaches, right? Like we teach other people about relationship. We teach them how to communicate. Here's how to be clear with your spouse. And then we have to work like when we're not communicating clearly. So when that's not happening, one of the tools that we use is like, maybe we don't communicate with our mouths. Maybe our bodies are going to communicate in a different way than our cortex is actually capable of doing right now. Right. And it's like, we're all humans and we have to remember that. Right. It's so easy to get away from our humanity. Um, I can't remember the word right now. My husband and I were on a stage the other night and he brought up this German word. Um, maybe we can put this in the show notes. I'll find yeah. Yeah. But this German word that says my husband's German, he's from Germany. We lived in Munich for three years. Um, it smells like humanity in here. And, um, and he said that from the stage on the mic, you know, and it's just like, there is this way that we get away from the truth of we're human beings. And we, um, our culture just really like gets us to not be connected to our body and what our body wants. So we have all this programming and all this stuff on top that gets us away from that humanity and away from, um, how do I tune into what I want? And then step two for women, it's like, how do I be with my desire before I even ask for it, right? Like asking for what we want is part of it. But how do I really learn to hold the weight of my own desire to be with what I really want so that I can be connected to it? We have a tendency to um, be like, oh, I have this huge desire. Now let me rope my partner into holding the weight of my desire because that will be easier for me or more comfortable. And that's actually a recipe for absolute disaster and resentment and, um, and, 
uh, chaos and, and disconnection, right? We end up resenting our partners that they held it wrong or they didn't give it back to us the way we wanted or they didn't deliver it correctly. I'm not even talking about asking for it yet. I'm just talking about yeah, just desire and then um, holding the weight of it. Oh yeah. Isn't this the, it's a, it's a whole, um, it's a whole rewiring, you know, mm-hmm. to like bring this into relationship yeah. in this way. Oh, it's so vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I forget. Cause you know, I think you and I both, we kind of, we just like live in a world where this is like, Oh, this, we're just having this conversation. You know, it's like most of the people who are around me are actually in this conversation at this point, you know? And, um, but, but, you know, you forget that, uh, or I forget that it's not, it's not the, it's not what's happening out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, wait, I want to hear more about you all communicating with your bodies. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I was talking specifically about, um, orgasmic meditation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. As one tool for doing that. Oh Um, yeah. That's what that looks like is because I've done this. This is a, a partnered for those of you who don't know, it's a partnered sexuality practice where my husband is fully clothed. It's not, um, it's totally separate from our sex life. So we we treat it as like a meditation practice and we always use a timer. We always do it with a particular setup of blankets and pillows, like specific pillows and specific blankets each time. And um, and my husband strokes the upper left-hand quadrant of my clitoris for 15 minutes without trying to get anywhere. So we're not trying to elicit climax. It's not a, for us, um, the way that I was trained and the way that I've taught people, because I've taught this practice for 10 plus years. Um, it's not about getting to climax or making anything happen, or it's not even about like when we're done, we need to feel more connected. It's just Mm -hmm. like, we get into the experience. He strokes, we both feel, so he's, we're both having the same experience, right? When we're connected to each other, meaning like when we're human beings and we're touching, like as though I put my finger in the air and he puts his finger in the air and we're just like touching one tiny spot on our bodies together, we feel the same things, right? We can have the illusion that we're separate or like I'm feeling a thing and he doesn't understand me and like have all of this story. But the truth is when we get into our nest is what we call it, um, we're there to just feel what is right. And that, that, um, very simple, you know, Zen Buddhism concept of like, we're just being present with what is, and there's like nothing to do and there's nothing to change and there's nothing to, um, to, to effort towards or to make happen that that actually changes the experience of using our bodies to connect. So Mm. this can also happen in sex, but for us, when we do it in an ohm, for example, um, like, let's say we are angry at each other and we've been having a fight and we're like, let's put the fight down and let's just connect and feel and see what happens. And we stop trying to like change the argument or like move the resentment with a bulldozer or like, yeah, whatever. And, um, And it becomes about like, how do I just feel literally the physical feeling in my body when I allow myself to just be like, oh my God, I have to feel all this anger that's in here instead of throwing it at him or telling him why he's wrong or like using my head to try to like explain Mm -hmm. something. I have to be with the raw emotion, right? And so like, for me, that can look like 
I didn't feel like crying a minute ago, but now I'm like crying because I'm actually allowing something that was not moving in me to move. Um, and, and for me that can happen in sex too. Um, I'm actually big time when I have a climax, I'm often also crying or crying afterwards. Like there's a lot of emotional release for me that comes through my eyes. Um, and, and our, yours and my teacher, Nicole, they said to me one time, you know, I used to cry a lot too. I used to tell this story when I was teaching mm-hmm. um, people intro to um, I yeah. used to cry a lot too. And the, the orgasm, the life force that's in our bodies stopped moving only through my eyes and started moving also through my pussy. And she said that to me and I was like, Oh, right. Like I was so floored by that. And it really is true. Like we, as women, we have all this bottled up stuff that we're trying to control and like be a certain way or like get the thing we want by manipulating. Um, and then there's this like energy that's in our body that we don't know how to move. Right. And a lot of times that comes out in anger, frustration, resentment, you know, um, crying for me as for years, it was like a lot of crying. And it's not like I stopped crying because I started orgasming, but I learned how to work with my own energy differently. And I learned how to like, why I need that catharsis regularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, um, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that. I think it's like, um, it is such a good reminder, even for any, not just like romantic relationship, but just in any, um, in any relationship, you know, it could be like a business partnership or whatever, you know, or a friendship. Um, but you know, you get to those spots where it's like, okay, we're not going to be able to think our way through this, right? Like no amount of cerebral, <laughs> like activity is going to support us here. Yeah. And the, um, yeah, the, I think it's so powerful. Just the acknowledgement of like, okay, yeah, we actually have to move the energy in a different way. And then like, that is alchemy. Right. Right. Feeling it, feeling it is alchemy. And feeling it brings power back into any relationship. Like you said, it doesn't have to be not limited to romantic business relationship, personal relationship, like feeling our feelings, being connected to the things that we try to turn off and shut down in order to look good, especially for women. We do so much look good behavior to get what we want from other women to manipulate our parents to like listening to us the way we feel attached to like thinking we can control people outside of us right um same thing in business same thing in marriage same thing with my children right like it's like we have to be um we have to be able to feel to really show up and be with what is in in relationships mm-hmm And we don't live in a culture that supports us. So if you're listening to this and you're like, that's awesome. Like desire feminine women, like how do I do that? You are not alone. Like we live in a culture that, that breeds us out of being in our involuntary and being in our, our connected to that power source that's inside. Right. And like being in that 
open state of like, mm-hmm. oh, like the internal, right? And like, this is just, this is why what you talked about at the beginning, like Sasha lives her life in this way, where she just like looks <laughs> yeah. around and it's like, I have had this incredible opportunity and um, immersion in so many different worlds and and communities surrounded by other women who were living from the truth of what's inside of them instead of what they wanted to do to look good right and and we have to like just especially like social media right like of course I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram I'm just learning TikTok I'm a little old so like I'm a little late (laughs) TikTok Thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't, I have not, I, I, I don't understand TikTok entirely. But anyway, I'm also a perfectionist. So doing these, doing these things on social media and like, you know, I'm like, here I am. I'm like, it's not about looking good. It's about feeling like I can, yeah. I can tell you like how I want to be living. And then like, there's part of me that's like so deeply attached to like, and, and for me, looking good isn't about like having my hair a certain way or like doing the perfect makeup, but it's like, I am an artist and I want things to be like how I envision them. And I want my relationship to look good, right? I'm a relationship coach. Like if my relationship doesn't look good, then like I'm probably broken, right? And it's like yeah. that perfectionism is, uh, is um, oh, I'm choosing my words real carefully here. The perfectionist comes out as I'm talking about it. Um, yeah it just, it like creeps into the corners and it kind of takes over and it, it keeps me from the thing I really want, right? What I really want is to be living in the world open and to have people be able to really feel the real woman that's in here and to mother from that place and to lead my business from that place and to speak to my husband that way in a way that's powerful and holds him as powerful too, right? Because his power is important in the relationship, just as important as mine. We both have to be powerful beings separately so we can come together and create, have the energy that's flowing between us be rooted in that power, right? And that doesn't happen if one of us is not connected to our power. Um, and so when we were talking about like, what what things did we want to talk about today? I was like, oh, it's a little messy right now. Oh and my like, gosh. Yeah. Let that be seen, right? That's part of me living my life honestly and from from desire right like living from desire isn't like here it's all figured out and like I've I've got it all handled right it's like no I don't and it's messy and it's like it's uncomfortable sometimes and um and that's okay right it's like the power of being with that as it is and not trying to push myself into being in a place that I'm not Mm -hmm. oh my gosh Ah, yeah. It's just honest. Yeah. Um, well, do you, I know we were talking before and you're like, oh yeah, you know, there's some, there's some walkiness and, you know, just, just going through, going through it. Um, yeah. If you're open to it, I'd love to hear just whatever, you know, whatever it is that you want to share, you know, cause I think, um, there is this thing out there where, you know, on social media content, whatever, where it's like, okay, well don't like talk about something until you're like all the way through it or or whatever, you know? And, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, like give us the goods. Like this is, I'm learning, you know, like this is really like one of the best places to teach and coach from as much as like our ego is like, oh, hell no. Right. 
I want people to think I have it all together. I'm like, I got to go hide in my bed for a few days. I'll be back when I've like gotten all the way to the other side. And I have all of the diamonds that I, yeah, being in that ridiculous lump Mm. of coal for a while. Like I'm going to only come back to you when there are diamonds. There's no coal here. I swear. Right. That's a lie. (laughs) It's a lie. Yeah. So I, anything you, or what do you want to share about, you know, just the spot you're in? Yeah. Well, um, so my husband and I coach together and that means that we run a business together and, uh, That's advanced, I, by the way. That is advanced. It is what we call an advanced pose. And <laughs> man, like there were so many turns where I was like, hey, can we not choose this? Can we choose that? This is this is desire-based life too, right? It's like, we don't get to choose the form of how things turn out. We just get to follow these little whispers and these little moments of like, truth and knowing. And then we're like, okay, I have to like take five steps in that direction, but we don't know what it's going to look like when we get there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the process of what happens to us on the way has a big impact on what we get at the final outcome. We just don't get to decide how it's going to evolve. Right. But it's like our, our, what we do along the way has a big impact on it, of course. So, so many turns for us in, Uh, you know, the early time of our marriage and our dating before that, the early time of our marriage, the fact that we lived in Germany for three years was not a conscious choice, but it was really determined by um, my husband getting stopped at the U.S. border. Yeah. Yeah. Visa issues that um, really like our our desire for a long time was we want to be back living in the U.S., right? This was not even what I was going to talk about, but it's what's coming out. No, it's uh, this is like, this is great. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was tortured. I was like, Oh my God. Like I didn't pick to live in another country where I don't speak any German. People are like, Oh, you lived in Germany for three years. You must be fluent. Like German is a hard language. Okay. It is like yeah. especially English, like, Oh, and I had to like rebuild and create new community for myself there. And I like ended up becoming a mom and my son was born in Germany and like I, I gave birth in another country, which I, if you told the five years ago me or, you know, 10 years ago me, Hey, you're going to have a baby somewhere else and you're not going to speak the language and it's going to be great. I would have been like, excuse me. Like, I, right. That's an example of like, I had no idea how it's going to look. And now it's like, I'm so grateful for that experience and the fact mm. that we were son in Germany and the fact that we had the beautiful support of my husband's family, which I like, we so needed then. And oh, if I had been like, I'm going to do it my way. I would have like had my baby in Northern California where all my midwifery friends are and like where I was born, you know, and like, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't have designed, like, I need to be in Germany and I need to be where my husband's family is. And I'm going to meet these incredible women. I have this incredible women's circle now of mostly expats, um, in Munich. Right. And they're all still there. And now I'm back in the U S but we still are connected and, and talk every day actually on a thread. Really? Um, yeah. So, Um, so yeah, there's so many pieces, but I was, the story I was telling originally was like about our business. And there was so many times when my husband was like, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to get away with not doing this business. I think this, this location of us running a business together and coaching people together. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what we're going to do. Like, ha ha ha. 
uh, and and we had it like we were doing is first we were doing an online zoom class and then we were doing this and then we were doing that and it kept shifting and I kept being so afraid of letting go of uh, surrendering a hundred percent to this business. And I feel like right now I'm in like another intense layer of Mm -hmm. letting go of my attachment to how I think we should get there. And I want to navigate it one way and it's, it's not working my way and it's not working his way. And it's like, we both Mm -hmm. have to let go more and be in this unknown place that like, Honestly, if you talk to a lot of business people or business coaches, like this is not something that people generally teach with business. So like do something predictable, use analytics, like do this formula and like, uh, ba- yeah, ba- build it this we, way. No, right, right. How we run our lives to be really honest and super frank with all of you listeners out there. Bless you. If you're listening yeah. to this. Um, we don't, we don't do formula. We don't do, we, and my husband and I, like in our life and in all of these turns that we've made, we know that true power comes from letting what we feel guide us. And that sounds a little bit woo woo, but, um, but what happens is like, when you're not connected to the reality that lives inside of you, things don't move. Right. So when we have a location, like we've been in recently where it's not moving, we have to both go into our inner work and get really honest with what in me is not connected to my own power right now. And how is that having an impact on our marriage, on our business, on our kid, right? Everything. And again, we live in a world that teaches us not to listen to those little voices. So I'm doing kind of the opposite of of what Western culture says is good and okay. And like going to make our business run. And, Mm. and it's, I'm like six layers past where most people would have been like, Oh, well, I'm going to go get an office job. Right. And I'm this thing and I'm going to, I'm going to tap out because Mm -hmm. it is so confronting and uncomfortable and painful to sit in the unknown and keep saying, I know that there's a diamond inside this piece of coal and it's going to take a lot more burning to get to it. And I'm here, I'm game. I'm like, you know, pressure. It takes a lot of pressure to make a diamond. I really should have looked into this before I used that metaphor, but like, um, it's, it's just, it feels so resonant for me right now. I'm like, I'm in that discomfort of, um, letting the pieces that haven't been working kind of fall away. And that sounds like really lovely. They're falling away, but like every little place where I get attached to outcome and I want to tell my husband what to do, or I want it to go a different way, or I want to like hire this person who's going to like do this part for me. So it's less painful. It's like none of those things are working. Right. So I have to really surrender to my higher power, to God, to something greater than me and say, I'm not in control here. And that doesn't mean I lay on the couch and eat potato chips. You know, that means yeah. that I have to keep doing the little one step in front of the next step and say, like, I don't know what the product is going to be. And I'm clear because the signs keep pointing us back to our business, even though it's not rolling the way that we think it should. This, yeah. I really feel like God is telling both of us, like, this is the way that we need to be going. It's so funny. I was mm-hmm. like telling him, I was like, I'm going to do this episode with Kaylin and like, mm-hmm. maybe you and I should be on together. And like, here I'm talking, like he's, yeah. here. he's not yeah. here. I'm giving you my side of it, you know, and totally. perspective. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just really hear the surrender in that. And, um, that is, and you know, it's like you said, you know, you're not sitting around like eating potato chips and bonbons, you know, it's like surrender doesn't mean do nothing. It's actually like a really active pose. Oh yeah. But to like give up all of your attachments of like, I thought it was going to look like this or this was, but this was the plan. <laughs> not my plan, but, but it was, plan, it was God's plan, you know, and in our house, like we do use the G word. We, we yeah. God, um, little backstory. Um, my dad has been in recovery from drugs and alcohol for most of my life. And he's very, mm-hmm. um, not closeted about that. He shares his experience, strength and hope everywhere he goes. And he works a beautiful 12 step program to this day. He's in his late seventies. And, mm-hmm. um, and I believe he's alive because he got sober. I believe that if yeah. he had not gotten sober when he did, he would not be alive today. Um, and, and in my house, when I was a kid, I named my cat higher power when I was. No way. Yeah. So we say the serenity prayer at our house, Moritz and I say the serenity prayer over meals and, um, and we talk about God because God is a part yeah. of our faith. So I just want to share that that's important. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't come from neither of us have a Christian background and we actually have yeah. it. Both of us have our qualms with organized religion, but, um, but we yeah, do it, find connection to higher power and feel like that is what's guiding us. You know, it isn't our plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I feel this one so deeply. Um, I, you know, I'm curious about your, it sounds like you're really in like an excavation process with yourself. You're like, okay, Oh, there's one layer deeper, one layer yeah. deeper. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear more about that. You know, cause I think I'm actually in an excavation process with myself and my power right now too, you know? And I think we all, there, there's so many different ways that you can kind of like go at this, but I, I want to hear your, yeah. What your process is. Yeah. Oh, I love that question so much. Thank you. Um, well, right now it looks like, um, you know, I, I have this experience, which I recently shared about on, um, on, on our TikTok, TikTok, actually, we like, we came up with this list of questions. We found this idea where you like use Google essentially to have this list of questions. So we like got Google to generate like hundreds of questions and we're just going through and we're just like, these are all like topics that we work with. And, um, the topic the other day was, um, about, um, Oh my God, my brain. One second. The topic was about. God, I can't even remember what the, what the seed question was. This is so funny. I'm like, I want to grab my phone and look at it. I can, but it doesn't matter. The point of the story is like, what what I started, we had like, my husband turned the camera around and he was asking me questions. And I was talking about what happens when a woman opens fully. And he actually, he's like, Oh wait, I have an idea. Um, and he pulled up this picture of me and, um, and the picture is like in the video. Now we like cut it together. So the audience can see the photo too. And he said, like, how do you get to the, 
that place that you went in this picture. This picture is like me in this like beautiful, sexy, um, outfit. And I had just done sensual, sensual movement. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was, so my husband wasn't there. I was in a room with lots of women and the picture is like just me, but I'm in this pose. That's like really sexy. Yeah. My husband was like, how do you get to that place of openness? And I started to tear up because oh. I was like, you know, um, it's really, it's one thing to get to that place of openness when you're not in relationship, but when you're married to someone and you let them see how much you can open and what is really in there when you're in connection with your own raw power, you can't close it again because they know who you are. And it is so vulnerable for women to let that part of themselves stay open when they're in partnership. Mm. And a lot of women are in partnership for years and mm. they don't let that part of themselves open all the way. Yeah. And I was just so, you know, like I'm talking about this in order to share it on the internet and, and be honest with people about how important it is to learn how to be with that part of yourself and to let it be seen, right? It actually wants to be seen. Like that is one thing that's mm-hmm. makes that raw power powerful. Um, but it's so confronting to allow myself to be seen. And it's actually like more intimate to, to let that part of me be seen by him than by everybody on TikTok. It's actually super impersonal, right? Like the internet yeah. is super impersonal, but to let this person that's going to, that I'm going to have to look in the eyes every day, know yeah. how much power I have access to and know what's in me that is so connected to myself, to God, to my knowing and can navigate and can access those desires can bring them out in a powerful way can call out the most powerful part of him he becomes more powerful when i'm connected to that right mm-hmm. it's like it is so beautiful and it's terrifying right to stay open to acknowledge mm-hmm. how much is there um and have to continue to do the work of opening it over and over again right it's like it is an active pose i love that you use that language and i feel like i'm really in this place where um for a number of various reasons i kind of shut the switch off with mm. my own power and um uh, it is so uh, admit that that is so oh my gosh what a what a beautiful admission. And, you know, even like, actually for me, just as your sister, I get so much just when you are like honest about that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's so relatable. And I think we all, we all do this, you know, in different seasons and it can take sure. some time to be like, sure. oh, Oh my gosh, I forgot who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to then, um, yeah. So what, so what I really hear is like your excavation process is really about saying, okay, like, where did I, what happened with my turn on and my power? Like, where did I give it away? Where did I not fully own it? Where did I not fully, um, reveal something or a truth? 
where did I do what was like easy and safe to stay comfortable and like, oh, maybe no one will notice and I'll like stay small. And like, I mean, it's so, it's so interesting with the business because at each of those turns when I was talking about before, it was like more it's that said like, oh, I think the next thing is this. And then me being like, no, 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 no. And then when I was like, maybe yes, then it would move. Right. And it was like, until I would say maybe yes, I wasn't moving. And that's uncomfortable to admit too, right? Like you would think that if I could just like know that and see that, then I would be like, okay, well, I'll just like stay open all the time and like keep it on and like never let it be off. And um, the reality is like, it's never going to be something that I don't have to continually actively choose. Okay. Today I'm going to let myself open. Right. And there are some days where I, I, don't have the range or the capacity, right? Like if I haven't taken care of myself in a certain way, like I can't continue to be connected to that and generate that kind of power and create in the way that, um, that I can, when I have taken really good care of myself. So if that slips, it has an impact on my power for a long time, right? It's not just like, oh, then I like see the pattern and then I like do the thing. And then it's never a problem again. It's like, it's just like anybody that has, you know, that's done any kind of step work. It's like doing these steps in order to maintain conscious contact with God. And that's not something you do once. And then you like never have a problem with a substance or an addiction ever again. It's something that you have to keep doing as a practice every day for your whole life. At least that's my experience. And that's the experience of all the incredible sisters that I have in program who have and continue to guide me in that space too, you know, mm. um, that like, it's an active practice. It's an active choice. And that, yeah, that's like, I would choose that work of t- making that choice and like having to do this uncomfortable excavation thousands of times before I would say, okay, I just want to like go the easy route and like have a life that's like kind of halfway and like things are like, yeah. Kind um, of off. Good enough. good enough, right? There's so many women who are like, oh, I really want to like work on my relationship, but like my husband doesn't want to. I'm like widening my eyes. You can't see this because this is a podcast, but like, and and I pause there because it's like, I just want to acknowledge, like, it is so confronting and uncomfortable when you're like, I know I want to work on something and my partner doesn't want to. And how do I navigate that? So I just want to acknowledge that's really vulnerable to make that admission. And there's a lot of people who are like, I will settle for my partner to not live up to what I know is possible for the thing that is created, right? The way that my husband and I work with people and the way that I was taught in the lineage of um, of feminine and like understanding relationship dynamics, there is energy that is cultivated between two people in relationship and that energy holds them both. It holds the relationship. And yeah. so when I'm like, oh, that's good enough or like, that's okay. Or like my husband might get upset if I say this. So like, I just won't, I just won't, confront that, that has an impact on the relationship that has an impact on the energy that's there between us. And I think we have a culture of a lot of numbing practices, not really practices, right. But like a lot of numbing behaviors that contribute to, um, to 
allowing ourselves to not be honest in relationship and not, not be honestly to not be loving, right? It is a loving and kind thing to do to tell somebody the truth. Mm. not with resentment not with blaming them not like hey you need to get on board because I want to do this thing and you're not doing it the way I think we should but like the vulnerable honest like hey I think one time um, my husband said to me like I want our relationship to be the best it could possibly be Mm. and it took me like again like four days to be like me too <laughs> but like it, it's uncomfortable to say the truth to your partner and to let that be yeah. heard and then to like sit in the unknown of like well we're gonna have to do some incredible beautiful powerful work that cultivates more than we ever could have dreamed of inside of what we get to build together but on the way there's like there's some what we call like little deaths that have to happen right like little old parts of ourselves have to go in order to get to the new thing and that's like it's like have you ever seen um oh my god I'm I'm really hilarious with metaphors sometimes have you ever seen those hermit crabs that like line up on the beach each with the like shell and then one is here and then the little baby shell one is there and then like I don't I want to like learn more about this the little they all like run to the next shell right (laughs) and like I think that's what we do in in evolution of like being in connection with power and like growing inside of whether you're doing work on your own or in your partnership it's like or both right because most of us who are listening to this podcast probably are doing both or want to do both we have to make room to like go to the next thing and that's that phase is uncomfortable like what is that new shell gonna feel like I don't know like am I gonna Mm. am I gonna be who I am in that next phase I don't know right I have to let go Mm. of my attachment to like what I used to know um, so that's, yeah. I'm really, some of my clients laugh at me with my metaphor sometimes. Cause I just thought <laughs> with the most random stuff, but I love that one so much. I've never used it before. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really got that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just being willing to let go of all these like different versions of ourselves and then doing that like inside of relationship, you know, yeah. it really, so vulnerable. it really takes something. Yeah, I so, ah, I so feel that. And this thing that I was saying at the beginning, you know, of you being like, oh, what's over here in this nook and cranny and what's over here? I just so see, um, like, I, I don't, you know, I don't have much of a relationship with Moritz, right? But it's like, I just, um, I just see the two of you really bringing that you know, into your relationship and be like, I don't know, what if we adjust that thing over there and what might happen with that and this, and, you know, it's just like, it's a never ending game. It's a never ending game. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of what we love about it. It's like, it's never going to be the same twice. We're never going to be bored, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I love that so much. Wow. Well, thank you. This feels like a good, a good place for us to start to, um, start to land the plane. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious if you want to share anything that you have coming up in your business, uh, ways that people can get a hold of you, just all the things. What do you totally. know? Um, well, if you happen to be in Northern California, you mm. are a lucky person because <laughs> we are now running in-person events in Northern California. Oh my gosh. I, I remember you were telling me about this. This yeah. is so amazing. Yeah. So we have two things coming up if you're in Northern California and then I'll, I'll 
you know, you can contact us through our social media. Um, there are other ways to get in touch with us if you're not in NorCal. But um, if you're ever visiting, you're welcome to swing by. We do twice a month. We do a relationship and intimacy games night. Um, it's really about communication. You can come with a partner. You can come with what we call a research partner, but like just a friend. Um, you don't have to come with a romantic partner, but um, but it's a an evening where we play honest communication games and it's really fun and it's very easy, um, but it leaves you with people are always like, whoa, I like really like had my mind blown, right? Um, it's a, a unique date night. Um, and then our other opportunity if you're local up here is that we have a course coming up for couples um, in the spring. Um, we're doing an in-person relationship uh, course called More Partnership, Less Arguments, and Better Sex. And we have a beautiful flyer and my friend read it. She was like, who doesn't want that? And I was like, I know. Right? <laughs> um, so again, this is going to be six weeks of kind of deep diving around all of the tools we give people when we work with them, but in a group setting. So you get to hear what's coming up for other couples. You get to talk about what's happening in your life and get some tools on improving your communication, improving your connection, um, having more intimacy and better sex, you know, that's like something that all of us need and want and have to work on, honestly. Um, and then, um, we have a website, which we'll put in the show notes. You can contact us through the website to get added to our newsletter. Um, and you can also reach out to us on social media and those will be in the show notes too. Amazing. Ah. Ah. Thank you so much, Sasha. This was like, um, just really fun. <laughs> so good. Thank you so much for this beautiful space. I'm so grateful. I said lots of things I didn't know I was going to say. Yeah, I know. I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you so much for being here. Just really, um, I really appreciate just your presence and your perspective and your curiosity. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.